0: None of us have taken a class in school that tells us how to have healthy relationships, right? Throughout our lives, we are often just navigating our relationships on our own. We're learning as we go. There's a lot of trial by error. There's no real science behind it. We can feel sort of lost. But today, let me tell you, I have some science for you to help you understand how much positivity you need to bring into your relationships and just how much negativity your relationship can withstand. By knowing this, you're going to have insight into any relationship that maybe you're struggling with right now, and you'll have an idea of exactly what you can do to immediately improve your relationship. It's actually a measurement tool, and it will give you insight to be able to tell if your relationship is on a path to stay together. The best part is that the same principle applies not only to your relationship with your partner, but also to your relationships with your coworkers and also to building high-performing teams. You are going to want to hear this. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status, and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I've been talking to some people lately who have been expressing their struggle with their relationships. For some, it feels that the connection in their marriages has waned. For others, that they're struggling with a coworker who they're not clicking with. Also with clients sometimes. It got me thinking about something super helpful I learned years ago and I wanted to share with you. It comes from a couple, two experts, who can predict within 15 minutes... And with 94% accuracy, if a couple will stay married or divorced. Now, when I heard that, I thought that was crazy, but I was also super fascinated to find out how on earth they could figure that out, how they could figure out in 15 minutes with 94% accuracy, whether a couple would divorce or not. These two psychologists are named John and Julie Gottman. They're experts in the field of marriage and relationships. They've been around a really long time. They've been helping married couples do the deep work to create more fulfilling relationships. And I remember reading about them because I wanted to know how they did this. What I was starting to think is like, okay, this might be due to their years of experience that they're so capable of accurately predicting whether a couple stay together or not. Maybe it's because they get some information on individuals' socioeconomic factors or whether individuals had parents who were married or divorced, none of that. It turns out that they can determine whether a couple stay together or not based on the couple's relationship between their positive and negative interactions. They call it the magic ratio or the PNR, the positive-negative ratio. They found that couples with a positive to negative ratio of five to one are likely to stay together. Five positive interactions to the one negative interaction, and I thought that was so interesting because... Most of us think that we just need to have a one-to-one ratio and that one positive interaction is going to counter out any negative one that we had. But it just doesn't work that way. That's not what the science says. Let's say you're having a bad day and you take it out on your spouse in three separate interactions. One at breakfast, cranky, not positive. Then one in mid-afternoon when you get the telephone call. And then you come home and you have another not-so-hot interaction at dinner. This means you have to have 15 positive interactions to have any chance of making up for those negative ones. Can you see the multiplying effect of having a bad week? Now, this got me thinking if this is true in marriages, is it true in other relationships? And I found out indeed it was. So let's put this in the context of your relationships at work and with coworkers. Think of how many relationships you have at work. It's probably a lot more than you think. And to establish a positive relationship with a colleague, you need to have. A positive to negative relationship ratio of at least five to one. The Gottmans applied the five to one ratio, predicting marital success. But then more academic research was also conducted by Heapy and Losada. And what they found was that the average ratio for high performing teams was 5.6 to one. So, right in the same realm, high performing teams had interactions of 5.6 to one, almost six positive interactions for every negative one. That's how they became a high-performing team. Medium-performance teams, they averaged about two positive comments for every one negative, or two positive interactions for every one negative. And then the low-performing teams, well, they had three negative comments to every positive. So they were off the chart right away. I'm sure the same is true with our kids. Didn't find that those numbers, but truth is consistent. The same with your clients. If you want really strong relationships, That number of positive interactions is at least three to one. And if you want really great ones, it goes up to six. I think that's helpful. I love numbers. I can get my head around those types of things. In our last episode, I talked about your personal brand and being interested in how people feel in your presence. Are you contributing or contaminating? Is the relationship positive or negative? Because I'm betting it's not neutral. And I want you to think about it like that. Consider that neutral is negative. Because I can see a lot of people saying, eh, it's, he's fine, she's fine. No, neutral, is that's negative. When you have an opportunity to improve something, do. We would all do well to be aware of our positive to negative ratios. Yeah? I used this recently when I was reflecting on an interaction with my husband. It had been relatively neutral for a couple of days. And if I applied the same thing, that neutral is negative, well, then I had a lot of positive interactions too. Apply, and I made a deliberate effort. The same happened with my daughter recently. She interpreted something as negative, which I did not think was negative. But I made a note I needed a positive interaction her five times to counteract that. It was helpful to me because, as I said, in most of our minds, we think we need to just have one positive to offset the one negative. And with that type of inaccurate assumption, it's no wonder why our relationships at our home or on our teams or with our coworkers are underperforming, are undersatisfying at best. So your positive to negative ratio is such an easy way to gauge how your relationships are going and how they're doing. Being aware of it for just a week, it promises to provide you with a ton of insight and I'm sure opportunity to do something different. So your call to action is to look at your p your positive to negative ratio with others. Keep it simple at first. Just Choose one relationship. Maybe it's one that's struggling. Take a look. Maybe it's your one with your spouse. Maybe it's a coworker, or maybe you pick a friend. Maybe it's a client or your boss. And then take a look at how many positive interactions to negative ones that you have within a week or a month, depending on the type of relationship. And then be intentional about increasing your P and R in that relationship. All it takes is a little intentionality. That's the deliberate decision that I'm going to elevate this relationship, or this work culture I'm in, or my relationship with my partner, or the one with my child. I believe we all have the responsibility to bring our best and brightest and positive selves. It's not always easy, and sometimes we don't do it well. And in those times, we must be kind and positive to ourselves also. Which brings me to my final point that I want to make, which has to do with the positive to negative interactions we have with ourselves. This applies to our relationship with ourselves as well. I was speaking with a really intelligent woman the other day, a leader in her industry, and I asked her what she liked about herself. She's been struggling a lot lately. And her response was, I don't want to talk about that. And when I asked what she thought others liked about her, she wasn't going to answer what she liked about herself. Again, her response was, this just makes me uncomfortable. I don't like to talk about that either. But when I asked her what she didn't like, she was able to go on fluidly, like butter melting on a hot griddle, it was really easy to see that her greatest comfort level was focusing on the negative comments that she had with herself, the negative interactions, and that those way outweighed the positive. And it was no wonder that her external and internal world were both suffering. Your positive interactions with yourself count too. Do you have at least six to one positive to negative ratio in your interactions with you? Take a look at it. If not, is it at least three to one? If not, it is very understandable how, like the majority, we live lives of stress, self-doubt, and anxiety. Think about what you're saying to yourself right now. I hope it's positive. Know that your words matter. Boy, do they matter. And the reason I bring this up is because in a world with so much negativity, the last thing we need is to be a further conduit of it and just understanding that because of our brain, which holds on to... The negative more than it does the positive based upon our own negativity bias and sees pain as greater than any positives or comforts or pluses that go on. This has been proven in many areas, even in the loss and gains of the investment world. I think we need to be very conscious and educated on what it takes to counteract those. There's a book, Power Versus Force by author David Hawkins, and he shares research which can really astound you. And that's that 80% of the population vibrates to a negative frequency. And the fact is negativity is all around us. It's not just your coworker or your boss, it's everywhere. So you must remember that your positive energy and your positive comments and your positive interactions have to be greater than the negative ones. We've heard it said that praise goes a long way. Well, it turns out criticism goes even further be aware be open be awake imagine right now if each person in your immediate family raised their pnr just a little bit by a digit maybe two depending on where you're at imagine if each person listening to this right now increased their positive to negative ratio in their conversation and interaction with themselves to 5 to 1 in their marriage 5 to 1 with their teammate or a client to 5 to 1 imagine how things would change, and the ripple effect of that. That's what I have for you today. I hope that you find this helpful. Information's power, and it's important to be aware and use the PNR, sort of a pulse check, to see and understand more clearly why many of your relationships are thriving and why there might be one that's a little bit off. Doesn't mean that we have to be shame and blame on ourselves. In fact, I would encourage you to do quite the opposite. Be kind, be grateful. Know that if you're listening to this, there's a reason and an opportunity. You are here to raise the frequency of the communities that you're in and of the families that you lead and of the organizations of which you're a part. And by using this, I think it's an easy and absolute helpful, simple way to be deliberate about it. I look really forward to talking to you in our next episode. In the meantime, be sure to check out all of our older ones that you've missed and to make sure that you are continue to follow and stay tuned because we got a lot of great things coming your way. In the meantime, be well, take care, and be positive. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.